I'm Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here. Welcome. We're glad you're here, either in person or online. It is good to be together today. Uh, we are starting a new sermon series, and it's going to be called Summer Stories. And it's not just any summer stories. You know, you're not coming here to hear mystery stories, right? You're coming here to hear stories from Jesus, stories that are uh, his parables, the stories that he told his followers. Um, you may think, well, I'm not super familiar with this idea of parables. What are parables? Well, parables are Jesus's teachings that he told using different everyday things that would engage us, but also kind of turn things upside down for us. A third of what Jesus taught uh, were in parables. And each of them is kind of a simple story, you think, but as it unfolds, there's something life-changing. There's something to hear that will be transformative for us. So Jesus' parables are found in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and there's about 33 of them that are kind of the official ones, but then there's a whole bunch of things that are close but not quite and so altogether, it's about 60 different stories. So we're going to talk about them based on the themes that we find in them. And so these are the themes of the different parables. And so we're going to group them together each week. Uh, we're starting with stories about God's kingdom. And then there's stories about loss and redemption, love and forgiveness, prayer, destiny, and the catch-all phrase, other. All right, so it's a lot of different kinds that we're going to put in that other category. Now, the whole point of the parable is really for you to look at something that may be common, that may be every day, and kind of have it flipped upside down. Look at it upside down. There are stories that challenge us to think differently, out of the box, in a new and fresh way. Now, of course, one of the problems for people who have gone to church is that we are used to hearing parables, and so we may not get how amazing they are and how they're trying to invite us to engage our imagination and to see something every day in a new way. So I thought what we do as a way to kind of start this series and hear these parables in a fresh way is to engage our imagination by hearing some parables you don't know. Ones that were written by uh, Reverend Devin McLaughlin. And these are some parables that he wrote in order to help us get a new mindset. So as we hear Jesus's parable, we'll be able to hear it in a fresh way. So he wrote these parables. First one, the kingdom of heaven is like a dandelion, which someone planted in their lawn. By the end of summer, there were an enormous number of dandelions, so many that the children made crowns and necklaces from them. Next, the kingdom of heaven is like a teenager who writes a computer virus and sends it in an email. It is a tiny piece of code, but it infects everything. Next one. 
The kingdom of heaven is like an accountant who finds a million dollars buried in a forgotten line item. He hides it again in the spreadsheet, and with joy, he goes out and starts a shell corporation so he can embezzle that money. The kingdom of heaven is like a realtor who, upon seeing a waterfront property, sells her home and car and furniture and insurance policies and her children's savings so that she can buy that house. The kingdom of heaven is a pile of boxes found in an attic full of treasures and trash, and when that house is sold, the owners go through the boxes, taking the beautiful things to sell and throwing the rest away. So the idea of all of these parables is to kind of surprise you, to get you to think in a different way. They're all about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God spreading, the kingdom of God starting, how important the kingdom of God is that you give everything for it. So I hope your imagination's engaged a little bit as we now hear the parable from today's scripture, which is found in Matthew 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he listened, and he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this is our first parable in our summer series and it's a parable about the kingdom of God. Now, it's not a parable about what the kingdom of God looks like. Instead, it's a, a parable about kind of how the kingdom of God happens, how it unfolds among us. God, in the parable, is the sower of the seed. God is the one who sows the seed into our lives. And this seed is his teaching, his wisdom, life itself opportunities that we have. God is the sower sowing the seed. Our lives are the soil, receptive to what God has to give. But we know that all of our lives are different, right? And there's sometimes when we are receptive to God, and then there's sometimes when we're not so much, where we're kind of closed down to what God wants to do. The text mentions four different kinds of soil. It says that there is the soil that's on the path where the birds eat it. There is the rocky ground where the, the seed is able to come up but quickly dies. There is the soil that has the thorns in it. So when the seed comes up, the thorns choke it. And then last, there is this good soil. I like how it says, hooray, 
yeah, with the little worm on it. So this idea of talking about soil, that would be very normal in Jesus's time. Parables were told a lot during Jesus's time, and he's using a common thing that everybody would know, right? They don't know about soil because they were farmers, they grew their own stuff, they knew how it was, what, how important soil was. What the twist is here is that Jesus is using this common thing to invite people to think about themselves and to think about how receptive they are to what God is doing, how receptive and open they are to God's presence in their life. Now, I, I say it this way because I think the harvest of God is certain, meaning God is going to break into the world. God is going to do what God is going to do. The question is, will you and I be part of that? Will you and I be part of what God wants to do, or will we resist it? Last weekend, Jeff and I went to our son and daughter-in-law's new rental home to drop off their dog. We had custody of the dog. I don't know, is that the right word? We had, we had caretaking of the dog um, while they were on their honeymoon. And their dog is a puppy, and our dogs are 98 years old. So, so we were a little startled by how much energy a puppy has. And so we had waffles all week, and then we drove up to drop waffles off. Now, they are renting this cute little house, but I don't think anybody has turned the sprinklers on outside in a couple years, and it looks it. The lawn is all brown, what there is of the lawn. There aren't a lot of plants in the flower bed. Everything just kind of has that, you know, super neglected kind of a look. And so Jeff and I were talking about it, and I said, you know what we need to do? We need to go over to the Home Depot, and we need to get some amends. We need to work that in the soil. We need to water the soil. We need to kind of turn it all up. And by we, I mean Jeff. <laughs> right? I just am the good person at directing all of it. So the idea is, right, if you're going to grow something, if you're going to grow something and you want it to be fruitful, you have to get the soil ready. You have to get it ready. And in this image that we hear today in the parable, I think it's a great image for us as we talk about our faith and we talk about where we are in our lives. Because if we are soil, like Jesus is saying, we have to tend that. We have to tend our inner soil, our hearts, our own lives, our, our own openness, if we want to be used by God. Now, I want to talk about that, how we tend our lives. But before we go there, I want to look at what the Scripture lifts up as some of the things that stop us, that stop us from being this good soil that receives what God has to give. The text lifts up that there's three things that are often the issue. The first is the path where the seeds fell and the birds ate it. And what that may relate to is the fact that sometimes our minds are just closed to what God is doing. Sometimes we are unteachable. Sometimes we're just not open to the things of God. You know, this happens a lot in the world, right? We, 
we turn from the things of God because what God calls us to do is often past our comfort zone. It's to care about others more than ourselves. It's to care about people who we disagree with and may see the world very differently from. So the ways of God are often hard, challenging for us. And so sometimes our faith life is like the seeds that fell on the path and the birds ate it. Our minds are closed to what God wants to do. And this is the first stumbling block we often fall into. And then the second is the seeds that fell on the rocky path. This is the path that just didn't have a lot of soil. So this relates to the fact that sometimes you and I, there's not a lot of soil on our path when God sows his life and seeds for us. And we have a shallowness in our listening. We have a lack of depth. Our mind wanders. We don't really focus on what God would have for us. We don't pay attention to what God is doing. You know, too often we find ourselves as people of faith as more like consumers of information about God instead of letting God come into us and put down deep roots and change us, change who we are. We oftentimes don't do that because we're distracted by the things of the world. Then the next one is the seeds that fell among the thorns. Um, this, I think, is we care, we, we want to grow, we want to be used by God, but we've made choices in our life that choke out what God would do in us. And they ch choke out because we're too busy to pray, or we're too preoccupied to study the scripture, or we're too particular to be in a small group. Um, we don't let things take root and flourish because things of life, the choices we've made, have choked them out. Now, I think in our lives, we will find ourselves in all three of these situations. There are times in our life when we will be a rocky path. There's times in our life where we will be shallow soil. There's times in our life where we will be a thorny bed. But if we are soil, we need to learn how we might be richer soil so that we could be used by God. And here are some of the things that I am thinking about this right now. The first is this. If we want to be good soil, we have to be honest with where we are now, the state of our own heart now, the state of the soil in our own lives. It has been a hard couple years for people, 2020 and now 2021. A lot of people are struggling. I mean, I know myself, there's been certainly days, even weeks, where I feel like I am circling the drain. Maybe you feel like that too sometimes. We have to ask ourselves, is my heart open? Am I receptive? Am I willing to learn? Or is my heart closed? Am I judgmental? Am I critical? Do I think I know better than everybody else? Am I discouraged? Am I in need of a break because I'm tired? Do I need help? Do I need someone to talk to? 
Do I need a weekend away or some grace? Being honest about the state of our own lives to ourselves is often hard. We often are so focused on the people around us. We're focused on how they're doing. We're focused on our job and all the things we need to do to make life happen. We don't often take the time to look at the soil of our own lives. But do it. Pause right now and just think, how am I doing? What is the state of my heart? Where am I at? Am I open? Am I closed? Am I in need of something? Be honest where you're at. I think that is the place to start. And then the second thing I want to encourage us to do builds on this first thing, and that is that good soil takes ongoing tending. You know, when I was a brand new gardener, I never cared about the soil at all. I cared about the plant. I got the pretty plant from the nursery and I brought it home. And I kind of thought, this is this hole we can dig for you. I mean, Jeff, this is the hole Jeff can dig for you. That's uh, maybe clay, there may be some rocks in there. Good luck to you, little plant. Hopefully you will work hard and you will be fine. And half the time, the little plant did fine, but a lot of times, the plant didn't. There wasn't a soil that was receptive. Now, what am I saying here? I'm saying here that if you've had, in the last, I don't know, six months, a year, a desire to be healthier, stronger, happier, and you've decided you're going to put in a practice in your life to help you do that, maybe you're going to Bible study more, you're going to be in a small group, or you're going to exercise more, or you're going to eat better, and then you try to do it, and you put that in your life, and you found it was impossible, and it quickly shriveled and died, it may be because you have a soil issue. Your soil needs to be amended in order to put these new things in your life if you want them to be fruitful, if you want them to grow. So when we plant something in our lives, something that we hope will will make us happier, more joyful, or healthier, or able to contribute more, we have to look. Maybe our soil needs some more work before that is going to be fruitful. I shared a couple minutes ago that, you know, there's been times recently for me where I very much felt like I am just, like, circling the drain. And uh, I don't think of sermons as therapy sessions, even though you're all here to listen for as long as I go on. But I will share with you that, for me, I've just been really tired. I don't know about you, but I've been really tired. Tired not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. Tired with so many things going on in the world. Tired of the heaviness that we see out there. And when I get like that, what I do is I try to push through it. I try to work harder make some lists, set some goals, start getting up earlier, start working on things. And I found out that just didn't work this time. It didn't work because the soil in my own life was depleted. So what do we do? Well, I think first we got to reach out. We got to tell someone we're struggling. 
we have to also give ourselves permission to maybe do some things differently right now. And that may be to rest a little more, to have a little more fun, to play a little more, to decide that some of these things that need attention, we're going to worry about them a little later. Let me ask you, where are you with the soil in your life? Do you need something to help that soil be more receptive? Maybe some amends, maybe some topsoil, maybe some fertilizer, maybe some weeding, maybe some water, maybe some miracle grow. I mean, for sure, look at that name, miracle grow. Maybe, just maybe, this summer is a time for you to listen to your heart. Listen to the state of how you are doing. Don't push. Don't keep making those lists. Instead, know that God will meet you, that God will refresh you, that God wants to renew you and to make you fruitful again. Jesus told parables, stories that give us life, stories that call us to live in a new way, to follow, to trust, to see that God's way can also become our own way. And when we do, we find that these summer stories are life-giving. Let's pray. Thank you.